How's it going, y'all? This is Scott McKay, and what you're about to listen to is episode number 43 of the X and Y on the Fly podcast. Now, some of you guys who are already on my mailing list already have heard about the exciting new program on how to understand and relate to women better called Chick Whispering. It's inspired by the other podcasts that we do, of course. But conspicuous by her absence on that program is none other than Emily McKay, my wife, and you guys have been wondering what her perspective is on how to understand and relate to women better. Well, here's the good news. All of that is going to come to you absolutely free in the form of this podcast. What we're going to talk about today is you can't live with them and you can't shoot them. Emily and I are going to have a rather spirited discussion on exactly what it is that bothers us about the actions, thoughts, and whatever that the opposite sex or motos, as we like to call them, do. But, you know, it's funny. She and I still can't seem to argue with each other. So get ready for us to actually agree on what the irksome things are that members of the opposite sex do to each other. Also, by the way, be sure to dig into the vault from X and Y on the fly and look at two previous episodes a little more closely. One of them is on how to understand the opposite sex and another one is how to communicate with the opposite sex. All of those kind of roll together to give you a much better idea of how to understand and relate to people of the other gender, whichever gender you are. So enjoy. And guys, if you want to get the complete toolkit on exactly how to understand and relate to women and give yourself that edge over literally 99% of all the other guys out there, definitely head over to www.chickwhispering.com and check out the video that I've got for you. And ladies, you know, Emily has attraction makeover for you, which includes a lot of information on exactly how to understand us guys. We're really not that difficult, I promise. If you want to check that out, it's www.attraction-makeover.com. But for now, enjoy this podcast. We had a lot of fun producing it for you. Mysterious, mist and shrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hey, how's it going? This is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. And here we are back again, Emily, for episode number 43 of X and Y on the Fly. Wow, we made it up to 43. Yeah, well, it's taken long enough. We've taken our sweet time to get there. I mean, we haven't done a show in four months. Oh, that's a long time. It doesn't feel that long. Are you sure it's four months? Absolutely. It was June. It hasn't been two weeks? hasn't been two weeks. (laughs) Well, it's been two weeks. It feels like it's been two weeks. Time really flies. Well, we've got an excellent, excellent topic here tonight. I think it's one that's really going to, uh, well, be kind of provocative, Emily. Oh, I think the girls will have fun with this one. Oh, I think the guys will, too. It's called... The opposite sex. Yes. You can't live with them and you can't shoot them. Well, what are we going to do with you guys? What are we going to do with y'all? Well, I guess that's what we'll find out. Well, you know, I think this is funny that it's such a meme in our society to say that. Women, you know, they're an enigma surrounded by a quandary wrapped in a problem or however the saying goes. Right. And yet we really do love y'all. 
we love women. We think you're great. But I think a lot of guys just don't even try to understand you. And we've done a whole show before on understanding the opposite sex. Right. We've done that one. Right. So we're not going to do that again. I want to focus this time on what it is that really gets on our nerves. Things that guys do that bother us women. Right. And things that women do that we just can't deal with. But we end up dealing with you anyway, right? That's right. And that's what makes comedy so much fun, too. Right. Now, there's a lot of jokes out there on the very same things that we're talking about because there's some truth to some of those things. Oh, there absolutely is. So, I mean, let's get started. All let's right. jump right in. You were talking about some things that you thought were really irritating about guys, and I want to go ahead and let you have the floor first. Okay. Well, the first one is going to the bathroom. I mean, why is it a lot of guys cannot leave the toilet seat down? Think about it. When we walk in that bathroom and sit down, let's say the lights aren't on or something, we fall. We fall right through if there's no seat. So turn the light on. <laughs> Take a look. Look before you leap. I mean, who doesn't look before they sit down on the toilet seat, Emily? Yeah, but it's so disgusting to look at it like that. Because if you all miss, and sometimes guys miss, you know, there's a drop on the floor, the drop on the, you know, the rim of the, uh, below the seat. And we have to look at that. Poor, poor babies. Having to look <laughs> at a drop that a guy missed. All right, well, let me ask you this. Okay. Would you rather us not lift the seat at all and just, you know, hope we aimed well and then you have to deal with the residuals <laughs> later on and clean it up? How about we just uh, lift the toilet seat up, use the bathroom and not miss, and then bring the toilet seat down? I got an even better idea. What's that? Why don't you lift the toilet seat up for us <laughs> when you are done? So we don't have to go around... And possibly, you know, fumble around while we're kind of groggy in the middle of the night having to pee or whatever. And have to remember to lift the seat up in our, you know, nighttime fog. Okay, I got an idea. Have you ever thought about it that way? I've heard that one before. But I got, a, I got an idea here, okay? okay. Between away. the guys and the girls, let's settle this. Let's do a compromise. What okay. is it that us women do that irritate you men that we need to compromise on? <laughs> So, in other words, you're already going to do a compromise here, and we've only talked about one thing. Well, I'm sure there's plenty more, but I we're think just we need to drop started. a much, much more extensive treaty than this. <laughs> women, what do women do that irritate us? Here, here's one. Okay, you all wait until the biggest moment of the biggest game in the world to try to talk to us about something you deem important, and then you get mad when we don't listen or we didn't hear. How come you all wait? It's like you're lying in wait no, until no, the no, moment no. that, you know, it's like the last shot of the fourth quarter to win the NBA championship. And you're like, honey, I have something important to talk to you about. But What's up with that? But it's important. Right then and there? Well, of course. Nothing's more important than us. Well, see, now there's the thing. <laughs> there's another thing that really, really bothers us. Yeah, I know that. What's that? That we think we're the most important thing on the planet. Well, no, I don't think it's a problem that you all want to have a high priority in our lives. It's just that if one little occurrence happens where we don't have time for you right now, you blow off and think all of a sudden, you know, we don't care about you anymore. We don't love you anymore or something like that. True or false? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I've known some people to be like that. That's oh, true. it drives us nuts. I mean, come on. You've got to let a brother have a little bit of a chance here to have his own alone time to be kind of on a different wavelength. 
Because, you know, guys are pretty good at focusing on what they have at hand. And it's all in the name a lot of times, Emily, of creating that nice, safe environment for women. And then you come and just completely disrupt it. And then, you know, when we're expected to kind of shift on the fly like that and, you know, all of a sudden just be tuned in to you perfectly. It's okay. just not going to happen. We're not wired like that. And then you take it so personally. Okay. Granted, you know, once in a blue moon, yeah, maybe you should be more considerate about not interrupting you guys. Mm-hmm. However... The next question is, how often is this going on? I mean, if a guy is always doing something and doesn't want to be interrupted all the time, what is a poor woman to do? Well, you know, I think that's fair. I think that leads to another question. What's that? You know, what we really can't stand about you all is you nagging us all the time. Let's deconstruct that for a second. How come do you think it is that women nag men? Because men aren't listening. You think it's all about the listening? I think I have a different theory. Okay. I think women nag men because men aren't keeping up their end of the bargain as men. Well, that's true. They're, you know, bumps on a log. They don't have any ambition. They're not getting anything done. The woman feels like she's got to be the one who is making the plans, uh, maybe even providing a roof over their head, getting everything done. And she just wants the man to man up, literally, and start carrying his weight and acting like a masculine guy. Absolutely. You're so right about that because that's so frustrating from a woman's perspective. And if she feels powerless, what else is there to do other than to nag? Right. You just got to complain. It's like if you feel like something bad happened at a rental car desk or at the airport with the airlines or something, and you know they can't change the fact that they don't have your car, that they gave it to someone else, and you know that they can't change the weather and your flight having been canceled, what can you do? You can vent. Yes. Venting is... The, I guess, the, the powerless activity of powerless people. Yes. So if she's venting or nagging, that's probably because we're feeling powerless. So see, here's the irony of the whole thing. We as guys are just completely driven crazy by you nagging us, but it's because you all are driven crazy by the fact that we're not living up to the bargain. And the irony is nagging does not work. It actually, it does the opposite effect. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're going in circles. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with women withholding sex from guys or nagging them versus guys, you know, withholding attention or affection from them. I think it's all rooted in people wanting what they want and not really even bothering to understand people of the opposite gender persuasion. Well, this goes back to the basic underlying purpose. That is giving. Giving of your time, your understanding. Right. Understanding what the other person's going through and how and why they're functioning the way they are. Right. Because once we understand that, getting them to listen and coming to something that works between the two of you, that's when you get somewhere. Right. But that takes first giving, giving of yourself and giving of your time to be able to understand before you act. No question. But it doesn't change the fact that this stuff that we're talking about drives us nuts. True. Here's another one, okay? Guys always seem like they want to have sex, and then the woman always has a headache. And then she is, you know, here's the other funny part. Girls, I got your back on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing is this doesn't necessarily happen in this household. No. So this is totally theoretical. So I may have the women's back on this one too. But guys, I got your back too. Hold up. Wait up. And then the woman says, you know, after the guys had the world's longest day and they just did it two hours ago, hey, um, let's go do it right now. And it's just a fundamental misunderstanding about how our anatomies work. I mean, if we've already drained the pipes, it takes some it takes some time to reload. 
especially when you're not 21 anymore. Come on, guys. Y'all should be Superman. And what about y'all being superwomen? <laughs> I know. Such unrealistic expectations. But, hey, a woman can dream. Yeah, you know, guys tend to want all kinds of creative sex, and they want to push it on women who may not be ready for it, may not be so interested in it. And I know that drives y'all nuts. Well, there's so much more than that. Because if you're talking about a couple that's been in a relationship for a period of time, she's tired, she's exhausted, she's been dealing with a lot of things. Maybe a kid or two all day long. Exactly. Or she could be a single mom and you're dating her, but she's gone through a long day, Mm -hmm. fought with the kids. All she wants to do is sleep and recharge her batteries. And, of course, her boyfriend or fiancé or husband comes to her and, you know, really would like to be playful and, you know, have a little interaction. And she's not up to doing so. She doesn't have it in her to do so. And that can cause some frustration for guys and for her because she'd want to please him, but she can't. You know, I don't think this is gender specific. The guy comes home from a long day at work and, you know, first of all, the woman bombards him with something important when he hasn't had any time to decompress. Yeah, bad idea. Right. And then there's the flip side of it from the gender perspective, which is, you know, This guy wants to have a vixen in the bedroom, but she's been dealing with kids and laundry and cooking dinner or even having a job of her own all day. All of that. And she's just absolutely bushed. And definitely not feeling sexy. Right. Exactly. Not feeling sexy. Maybe not even feeling clean. Right. And then he comes along. Now, here's a pet peeve of a lot of women. Mm -hmm. The guy comes along, does nothing to make her feel sexy. Mm -hmm. Wants sex instantly, like a microwave. Right. And is upset because, hey, how come you're not in the mood? Right, exactly. I understand that. I can understand how that would drive women nuts. Guys, you need to help your women warm up. I mean, and again, I don't think this is necessarily specific I to I think a it's more specific to gender than not. I don't know. I think some women are good to go pretty quickly. And I think some guys take a while to warm up. Yeah, but they're few and far between. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> okay. But um, in either case... You know, it's pretty frustrating to both parties involved. Yes. And if you tend to be the same way all the time, either, you know, good to go immediately or taking a while to, you know, need some foreplay and get warmed up, it is very, very irritating to not understand or to be understood. Right. Absolutely. So let's get on to some other stuff. Yeah. Things that drive us nuts about women. You go to the store with a credit card and you come home having spent three or $400 at the mall all on full retail stuff that you didn't even need. Well, Drives us crazy, especially hey, if we're the breadwinners. We're entitled to that. Oh, you're entitled to spend more money than we have in the budget. Well, of course. Why is that? Because y'all should have five jobs. <laughs> I, you know what I'm tempted to say? You okay. should give us at least five jobs a day. If give you want us, Yes, exactly. If you want us to have five jobs, you should give us five jobs. But like I said, you know, you can only clean the pipes so much. Right. Maybe I should cut that, but maybe not. It's actually true. Yes. You know, the same women who are the ones who never want to have sex or whatever, the same ones going out and maxing out the credit card, it drives us nuts. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the budget. It's disrespectful to the plans and the ambitions that the guys are trying to have. I mean, even if the woman has a job, even if she's making her own money, if you have a budget that you've agreed to and you've got a financial structure in your family to go blow a hole in it is really going to be irritating to a guy every single time. Well, that's because it hurts the income. It hurts the family. It does a lot of damage. But this does not just apply to women. I've known men to be guilty of this too. 
I will agree with that. Although I'll say the pattern is a little different. Well, I don't know. Tell well, me how so. Well, what I think would probably irritate women, and you can probably jump all over this if you want, is if the guy comes home having spent $18,000 on a boat and didn't tell her about it. Whereas we spent $18,000 over the course of a year on little items. <laughs> exactly. So it's more small irritations over the course of the year, whereas the guy is going to basically drop a financial bomb on the family by coming home with his new Harley or something. Right, which now we have a brand new monthly payment that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's another possibility there. You could put the family in more debt that way. Well, what's worse is if you have two people doing it at the same time. Oh, yeah. No wonder a lot of families fight over finances. Oh, no wonder a lot of families are in, you know, credit counseling and bankruptcy court. It's just incredibly easy to spend money you don't have. Right. So I guess really trying to exercise that willpower to stay within the budget is Mm -hmm. so critical because it irritates both parties. Whoever's spending the money, it's just irritating. Yeah. I think a lot of times one of the things that irritates guys about women is they expect us to be good at stuff that y'all are great at just because the genders are supposed to be equal or something. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to go ahead and feed you one here. All right. Changing diapers. Y'all do great with changing diapers. Yeah, but I think a lot of women complain that the guys just refuse to change diapers or they're grossed out or they just won't touch a diaper and it just makes you nuts. But it's true. It's true. I knew one guy who gagged so badly he couldn't change a diaper. So you're getting us off the hook here? We don't have to change the diapers anymore? (laughs) He was a wuss. Well, I will change the diapers. Fortunately, if I give it just a little bit of time, you'll pretty much take up the slack and have the diaper already changed already. Yeah, I've already figured that out. Well, that's the part that irritates women. And I know because a lot of the women I know, we talk amongst ourselves, and mm-hmm. they complain that men do not nurture enough. And the reason why we change the diaper immediately, because that's that nurturing factor. We need that baby to feel comfortable again as quickly as possible. Right, exactly. And guys don't seem to have that going on. We don't. I mean, you know, I think you're being very fair. I don't think a guy can be as good a mom as a woman can. I think he can be just as good of a mom (laughs) if he puts the effort into it. Whatever you say. But I also don't think a woman can be a dad. True. You can't replace a dad. Not not entirely. Not entirely is true. And the thing that I think people don't understand is that's okay. It's okay for us to have our purpose. It's okay for there to be a mom and a dad in a relationship and have both people matter to those children. Right. Whenever possible. Yes, absolutely. You know what bothers me about women? What? That the stereotype is that men get in the locker room and start talking about their sexual exploits with women. Yeah. And we don't, especially oh, after on. we're married. We Are don't sure ever tell, well, we don't tell anything, anything personal to other guys about our wives. Meanwhile, y'all get together at your bunko parties and whatever. And you're, you know, you're having this pissing contest where you're comparing the size of your guys' wanks <laughs> to each other and what they're like in bed. Now, you know, fortunately, as you've told me, I don't have anything to worry about in that regard and that you're always very favorable. But it still drives us nuts to know that you all sit around talking like that. Meanwhile, we're the ones who take the brunt of the heat for supposedly acting like that. And it's women who are blaming us for it. What's up with that? Well, TV and movies depict that men are usually being disrespectful and, you know, the kiss and tell type of thing and giving a woman a bad reputation. That's what's irritating to women. That's what they think is going on. And I'm sure to some degree, there are probably men out there who do that. Maybe with women they don't respect or they had a one night stand with or something. But, you know, after you're in a relationship, it seems to me the table turns. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think most guys don't want to share that about their girlfriends, fiancés, or wives. They want to keep that to themselves. Drives us nuts. Drives Apparently. us nuts. Yeah. What else? Oh, goodness. The list is long. Well, Doing let's get dishes. To it. Doing dishes. Now, why is it a guy can you know, grab a plate, eat off of it, and not wash it? Well, we're good at making dirty dishes. Oh, yes. We're brilliant at Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no denying that. Right, exactly. Um, but, yeah, you're right. We don't like to do dishes. Taking off your shoes and leaving them by the front door or laying them around the house. We absolutely do that. I can't tell you why we do that. Why can't you put them back where they belong, like that special little corner, you know, where there's organized shelves and each shoe has its own shelf? Well, because that would be the right thing to do. See, you're talking about something here that I think is very good. Guys not only leave their shoes everywhere in the house, we take off our clothes when we're done with them and leave them (laughs) wherever we are. Sweaty clothes, (laughs) right? From the gym. Just pile them up maybe in the corner, you know, throw the, you know, whatever happens. You know, especially if we're about ready to have sex and we're turning off each other's clothes, the clothes will stay there. There will be no gathering up afterwards. Exactly. There's this long line of clothes, this trail leading to wherever you ended up. I think that is a legitimate concern women may have. May drive you nuts. And you never pick it up. And I can't explain to you why we do it. I think we may do it because we know you'll pick it up. Probably. Yeah. Which reminds me, yeah. another pet peeve that I know drives a lot of women crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, why is it we can ask a guy to do something? Right. He totally screws it up, and it's a simple task. And no matter how many times you give it to him, he'll screw it up. We end up doing it from that point forward for the rest of our lives. Oh, wait. I think that's not gender specific either. Oh, I don't know about that. Because oh, I think there's a lot of women who ditz bang a lot of stuff that seems very easy to us guys, and we end up just taking it back and being very cranky about it. Okay, let me give you an example. I mean, this could apply to anything, but Literally. just for simplicity's sake, okay. just say laundry. All right. Say a guy screws up laundry and puts the reds with the whites and just throws it all in there, put it on hot, and the clothes shrink, and they all turn pink. And he just doesn't get it. You explain it to him, and he does it again. Yeah, here's a guy who can rebuild... A 350 motor from the ground up, but he can't do that. This is my theory. (laughs) I would love to hear the theory on this because I really don't have one. I have no idea, but it's true. I I do, and I think a lot of women who I've spoke to agree with me here. This is my theory. Subconsciously or consciously, either way, depending on the circumstance, Uh if he messes up, guess who's going to be doing this job from that point on? You think we're going to let you keep ruining our clothes? Well, I think a lot of times women can also really start getting some very key control in a family situation or even, you know, man and woman living together. Because if they mess up stuff enough, guys will come to the rescue and start doing it. If she burns dinner a few times, you go, you know what? Just don't cook dinner anymore. What? Don't I am touch hungry. my clothes anymore. I'm washing laundry from now on. But see, yeah, like, and women can mess up the laundry. And the next thing you know, they're sitting in front of Lifetime Channel eating bonbons. And the guy's doing all the domestic stuff, thinking he's in charge. And he literally took it over from the woman because the woman is controlling by alleged weakness i think both genders can do that to each other i guess so i guess that's true you know the guy you know the guy who says you know well you know what things just aren't going well for me on the job um i'm in a uh you know an industry that's being really just hit by the recession but you got a great job so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go ahead and quit my job and i'm just going to go back to school or something and the next thing you know he's the one sitting around watching espn sports center all day long and you're taking care of all the things you were taking care of before, all the kids, daycare, work, work, and the you're the budget. one also that's the breadwinner. I right. think it can happen that way too. It's all controlled by weakness. Yes. How come you all take so long to get ready in the morning? Okay. Is it I, all the makeup? Is it all, you know, I don't look good in this 
skirt and changing five times. And the more we need to go out now or else we're going to be last in line at karaoke or, you know, it's going to be over. The event's going to be half done. The more we need to rush out the door, the longer you all take. <laughs> it's because we're trying to look perfect. Besides, I can't really explain why it takes us a long time to do the exact same thing that we did yesterday that took us half the amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's just that for some reason, we're more focused on making it more perfect that it would take twice as long. Does the hair take longer? you got to curl the hair, makeup. Well, you know, if you have a strand that's kind of straight, you want to go and fix that one. Next, you know, there's another little strand that's kind of like on wacko somewhere else. So you're just trying to get it all back together, and it just doesn't want to work. So we just need to deal with that. Yes, it's not going to change. We need to cut you all some slack. Absolutely. Okay, what's yours? You got one next? No, your turn. My turn again? Yeah, well, I just went. Really? Okay, I got another one for you. Okay. How come when you all do the grocery shopping, you can go to the grocery store, spend $150 on food, come home and and have bought nothing to eat? Because it's nothing you want to eat. I don't understand the answer to your question and how it's any different than the question I posed. Well, where's the beer? Where's the patio burritos? Where's the lunch meat? Where's the good bread? You buy some foo-foo bread and you buy a bunch of stuff by, (laughs) you know, like five pounds and it's all all stored in the freezer. There's nothing to eat when you get home. Come on now. It's healthy food. It's good food. It's that mother nurturing side of us that want to take good care of you. A $5 air freshener and, you know, this flowery potpourri thing is good food, healthy food. It's good aura. It makes you relax to smell something good. You buy like 18 pounds of something I'll never eat. You'll sort eat it. it out. We'll find a way. You see, when you come home with groceries, or when we come home with groceries, I should say, it's like a kid at Christmas time. You're going to pick out the best thing that you bought and make yourself a nice dinner and crack one of those new beers that you bought and, and really enjoy it. Well, the candies and snacks I got to avoid anyway. But I'm just talking about even normal, decent food. I'm not necessarily even talking about, you know, some preservative packed instantaneous stuff. Just anything we like. Well, we buy fruits and vegetables. That's real food. Oh, boy. Rabbit food. <laughs> Woman food. It's Chick people food. People food. Oh, my goodness gracious. Your turn. Okay. We're not going to come to an agreement on that one. No, we're not. We're trying to take good care of you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a better one for you. Yeah, what's that? Your driving habits. My driving habits? Not just yours. Men. Men's driving habits. Okay, and how many accidents have I had in the past five years? Can I plead the fifth? <laughs> better continue. This better be good. <laughs> You're digging yourself a hole, so I am not. I mean, you guys want to go like 100 miles an hour down the street. Or like uh, somebody we knew the other day who test a uh, vehicle took it, what, was 110 miles an hour? It was a friend of ours. We had this party here that actually was sponsored by a car manufacturer, and they brought the car to test drive, and it was a particularly hot car. Man, the guys took off in this car. I was so afraid. I was afraid for the children in this neighborhood, frankly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know. The you dad guys, in me agrees with you there. You di- you guys kind of drive crazy sometimes. I mean, I've even had one on a date that he decides to drag race with his other buddy in the other car. That's a bad idea. In downtown. Not going to make women feel safe and secure that way. We hit a bump so hard that it broke the <laughs> other car. And all I could do is stand on the floorboard because I don't think there was a seatbelt in the back. This is years ago. Oh. I was so petrified. I never, ever spoke to him again. Yeah, save that for when the woman's not in the car. 
Definitely. <laughs> well, even at that, I mean, we know that you're out there doing crazy stuff, especially in a sports car. Man, we are always afraid for you guys when that happens. Well, you know what? It's funny you should bring that up because the very next one I had had to do with cars also. Oh, yeah? Anytime y'all drive our car, something bad's going to happen. It is not. Absolutely. Either you're going to rub the rims and the tires against the curb <laughs> when you parallel park. There's going to be this massive ding in it because you parked it like shoehorn style next to somebody in the parking lot. <laughs> you know. I don't think so. Invariably, it comes home like breathing fumes. It's empty. The tank is absolutely stone cold empty when you bring our car back. Wait, wait, wait. Lending no. your car to a woman. Letting the woman in your life, if you're married to her, drive your car is basically like saying, hey, would you please just run roughshod all over my vehicle and have absolutely no respect for my rig whatsoever? Yeah, but who fills that gas tank? What do you mean who fills that gas tank? I fill it. Well, that's because you and I have already discussed this and we've come to a truce. We've come to an agreement on this exact issue. But man... My tires on my last pickup truck were absolutely rubbed to the cords on the side because of your parallel parking habits. That just I, me I know. I, I, for some reason, have a love-hate relationship with curbs. And the interior. Let's talk about the interior of the car after a woman has borrowed it. There's going to be makeup left in the car. There's going to be wrappers for Jack in the Box or wherever she's been. Receipts, mud, no respect at all. It's like the Rodney Dangerfield mobile after you're done. No, but if we have kids, we're so focused on getting them in the house. And, you know, the last thing we need to be focused on is did we take out the last bit of trash that when we have a kid screaming and need to go home and get into the house and change their diapers, get them fed, and uh, start, you know, just continue the whole home environment that way. See, I think to women, cars are tools. Cars are just things that make your life easier. Whereas, to a guy, he chooses his car not just on utility a lot of times, but because it's the car he likes. It's the car that fits who he thinks his persona is. It's a little bit of part of his identity even. And so for a woman just to absolutely just, you know, not respect that. That's just baby, so irritating. Huh? In many ways, yes. In many ways, yes. I got a question for you. Okay. Why do women have to have so many pairs of shoes? Why, are, why is it all about shoes? It drives us nuts. I don't that, understand it. That's an easy one. And you guys should get this. This is not hard to get. Mm -hmm. For example, you have outfits that need heels, outfits that don't. And then you need, like, a black shoe for each one of those. So you mm -hmm. need a black shoe for high heels and a black shoe for a pump and a black shoe that's flat. And then think about how many colors there are in the rainbow and different patterns. You know, they got zebra stripes and, you know, cute different colors that blend and go with your outfit. It looks nice to accessorize. It really makes the outfit pop. I mean, you do like us to look sexy and sensual and cute. That really does add to the look. Yeah, i got to admit, every time you wear the right shoes with an outfit, I'm no longer peeved by the whole issue. Absolutely. It goes away. It evaporates. I mean, it gets guys' attention. Yeah. I guess we just don't understand why you like shoes. But I think it's an extension of femininity itself. It's like shoes are something that are feminine and accentuate a woman's femininity. Absolutely. And we feel sexy in them. We like looking great in our shoes. Now, that brings me to my next point. Which is? Why is it? Maybe you can explain this to me. Hopefully. Why is it so many guys do not care about their hygiene, about their looks? <laughs> I mean, they wear whatever fell out of the closet or fell out of the laundry room. I don't know which, but come on now. 
Do I'm they laughing. really expect us to go out with them? I'm laughing because I'm sitting here doing this show in a t-shirt and boxers with like a three-day shadow. <laughs> you are, aren't you? I, I am, absolutely. But at least I've taken a Love shower. I'm not disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I think men and women both tend to let things slide a little after they're in a relationship with each other, and they shouldn't. Yeah, but But even, guys can be really gross. But even when they're dating or just meeting a woman, sometimes guys... Eyebrows, ear hair, nose hair, they just don't get it. Wearing the same shirt they had on yesterday. I agree. And yeah, I, I don't have an answer She should accept me for, for who I am and what I look like. Yeah, right. That's, you know, guys tend to be a little more slovenly than women do. And, and I got one word. Ew. Yeah. If you have the ew factor going on, guys, when it comes to women, even after they're married to you for a while, that not is not good. going to end well for you. That is an attraction buster. Yes. Please, you know, care a little bit, if nothing at all. Yeah, I have nothing. I have no comeback. I agree with you. But we still do it. <laughs> We're still gross. You know, uh, dirt under the fingernails drives women nuts too, doesn't it? It does. How come you just can't get we, the dirt out from under your We just want the nails to be clean. They don't have to be manicured. They don't have to be polished Nothing metro. Just, just clean. Realistic. Yeah, just, just clean. Not just gross. take a nice scrub brush and scrub under your nails if you need to, if you got dirty nails. Okay, I got one for you. Take 60 seconds. The animals, the pets you bring into your life. We love our pets. Little foo-foo dogs that sit there and yap and leave presents on the floor. And, you know, they're just so stringy. And then you put them in purses and spoil them rotten. So they're like little royalty dogs. That takes us back to our nurturing side. We need something to nurture and love and cuddle. And it's just feminine. We love those things. What and can cats. I say? Just like we love Barbie dolls and cutesy, fluffy things. Cats, same thing. Cats, how can you love something that doesn't love you back? I mean, but cats are completely indifferent. they do love you back. They purr and rub up against you and want attention. And... A metaphor for women themselves, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why you and cats, y'all and cats have like this mental telepathy understanding working that guys just don't get. Yes, absolutely. Perhaps. We love those things. Now, guys, you guys have a thing about dogs, too. Big brawny dogs that just slobber and just sloppy dogs and, and lizards and snakes yeah. and tarantulas as yeah, pets yeah. exactly oh i don't know i think it just makes us feel cool we just love stuff that's cool we don't need to pick up like the tarantula and the snake and play with it but you know if it makes us feel like we're a little tougher because we have an animal like that and it's something that fascinates us just to watch i mean you know we guys can sit around and look at a lava lamp for an hour just like oh cool so if you have a tarantula and you get to like feed it stuff and watch it just like sneak up on it and attack it, mm-hmm. that kind of like... And why do you all want us to hold it? Oh, come on. The spider won't bite you. I don't want to touch the spider. Oh, I don't know. I think in a way we like to feel like we have one up on y'all in the masculinity and the toughness department, knowing you're not going to want to touch it. Right. And that you're going to go, ew, when you all like back off. And <laughs> that makes us feel more like men and makes us feel like we have a girl. And just trying it's to be It's a playful. psychological kind of head game, I think. You know, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you just, you know, go up to a 10-year-old girl when you're a 10-year-old boy and go, here, you want to hold my frog? And she goes, ew, and runs away. And you don't understand why she didn't want to hold your frog. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. Hopefully we grow into it when we get a little older. And know how to use it to your advantage. That too. See, if you can just put aside these things that irritate us and understand what the root cause is, and understand guys and gals that we're doing things that irritate women and men too. It all comes down to understanding each other. Besides, I think it's kind of sexy when guys can do that because, you know, I may not want to touch that spider or get near it, but, man, it just takes something else for a guy to want to do that. And I guess in some sort of strange way, it kind of makes us feel safe. 
Yeah, especially if he can remove the varmints from the bathroom when oh, they're not Oh, yes. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Guys are good for that. We love you for it. Well, we're running out of time on this one. We're going to try doing some slightly briefer podcasts. We can do more of them. And um, we have a few announcements. All right. Let's get started. Well, you know, we've kind of morphed this podcast from being just about dating to being about dating and relationships. Because really, if you're not good at dating, you're not going to be good at relationships. And if you're good at relationships, the dating aspect just falls in place. It really goes hand in hand perfectly together. So we want to welcome visitors to our site, scottandemily.com, the happy couples hangout. And if you are listening to this and you already have a significant other in your life and you're pretty happy together, we'd love to show you how to be even happier. That's right. And we like having happy couples on that site because we all have something to share with each other. So if you haven't been to scottandemily.com and seen what we got going on there, go ahead and check it out. And uh, look at the video that we've got with pictures that were contributed by people who are actually in good, solid relationships with each other. Lots of different types of people. Yeah, even those who have 50-year anniversaries. And we got some great guests who I think you'll really like hearing from. So check out scottandemily.com if you are in a relationship. And if you are wanting to understand women better, guys, I have a very, very special announcement for you. If you're on my newsletter, you already know about this, but the book Chick Whispering, inspired by the podcast of the same name, and I know some of you guys are listening to this, also listening to that podcast. It's about how to understand women and relate to them better. It's a 214-page ebook, but what I've done is I've also added 10 whole modules to it, Emily, including modules from women telling guys in their own words, from their own perspective, how they may understand women better. And then there's some other extra special editions there, including one from Jason Claiborne, who actually holds the trademark for How to Speak Womanese. Oh, that's really good. You can't miss that one. Yeah, you've heard that one. That one's Oh, yeah, good. very good. And uh, some of you guys may wonder where Emily is in that whole package, but that's why we did this podcast today. We wanted to give you Emily's perspective for free. That's right. And if you go back to one of the previous issues of this particular podcast or episodes, whatever you want to call it, I guess issues or magazines. Yeah, episodes. Episodes. There is one on how to understand members of the opposite sex better, and there's another episode of this very podcast not too long ago on how to communicate better with members of the opposite sex. Oh, that was that was one of my favorites. Yeah, so you and I have talked about this quite a bit, and all those are free for the taking for anybody who's listening. But guys, if you want to get the absolute expert level program on how to understand and relate to women better, I highly recommend going and getting the Chick Whispering program. It's only 47 bucks. We've made it very accessible to everybody. And to do that, you're going to want to go to chickwhispering.com. That's simple. Couldn't be easier. Absolutely. I've actually decided this time not to write one of those big long web pages with the big red headline at the top. Instead, what I've done is I've just shot a video for you telling you exactly what to expect couldn't be easier, couldn't be more simple, and you can be reading the book and listening to the audios today. Hey, that's my kind of reading. I love stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Listening is your kind of reading. Listening is my kind of reading. <laughs> Everyone has a different style. That's, that's, you know, a different style. So we don't want to leave the ladies out here, and I think it's time to remind ladies about Attraction Makeover. Yes, we have Attraction Makeover, and one of the things I really like about the Attraction Makeover is we have an audio on there with some really special dating gurus scott and three other his great close friends four wasn't it 
four, yes. Four other guys. All white hats respect women. That's right. Now, they got together and started talking about what they find attractive about women. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of what we would think we were going to be hearing on this wasn't actually there because Mm -hmm. they actually find other things more attractive than the stereotype. Than the stereotype. And that's something you cannot miss. I mean, that's just valuable, just truly huge. To be a fly on the wall and hear what men are really saying that they find attractive. And the other things that we were talking about is subtle things that we can do to enhance making us more approachable to men. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be body language or the way that we dress, there's all kinds of great, wonderful things that make a difference. Yeah, you know, attraction makeover is also not expensive. No, you it's made not. You made it $37 and it includes a lot of great stuff and you have a lot of great guests on there. And I really was impressed by that conversation I had with the guys. I wasn't surprised by what they said, but I know a lot of women are going to be. Oh, yes, I was. So, you know, all of this, whether we're talking about Attraction Makeover for Women, and by the way, the URL for Attraction Makeover, ladies, is www.attraction-makeover.com. Attraction-makeover.com. Check that out. Emily's got a nice video there. And what's interesting, you know, a lot of us think it takes forever to get ready and We are so busy that we don't have time to add that to our list of things to do. So one thing that we talked about is things that we can do without adding more time to your schedule. Which is what we talked about earlier. Right. Simplifying your life but still enhancing it without having to find extra time in your life that you don't have. Outstanding. Outstanding stuff. And uh, join Emily's newsletter while you're there. And if you want to get on my newsletter, guys, go to www. DeserveWhatYouWant.com, which is our portal where you can find just about everything. And that's newly revamped since the last time we talked. That webpage is looking pretty sweet. So uh, DeserveWhatYouWant.com if you're interested in that. Uh, We love hearing from you, and we love to get your emails, especially with success stories. So if you want to email me, email at scott at datetoorder.com. That's S-C-O-T at D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com. And mine is emily at datetoorder.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y. And we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Please write us. Well, I've enjoyed this conversation. It's been fun. Yeah, I always like conversing with you, among other things. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we will hopefully talk to you again a lot sooner than four months from now. Now that the baby's getting older, it should get a little bit easier to be able to do these. Very cool. So until next time, this is Scott McKay from XMY Communications. And this is Emily McKay. Until we talk to you on episode number 44 of X and Y on the Fly, be good out there. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly dating podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, dating cast and online dating profile rating all found on itunes or at x-net-media.com also check out scott and emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com this is ed roy odom speaking for the x and y communications worldwide media casting network be good and have fun